All right, getting back on track here. So you often pit yourself against the liberals, the leftists, and you've expressed views that some may find are politically incorrect, even racist or insensitive or homophobic. Why do the leftists get so much of your ire? And do you think you are any of these things? Meaning the things that I just named off. So be honest. Have you ever used the word ire before? I might have when I was high or something or drunk. I like that word. Mm. So, all right. This is a long, involved answer. So let me begin. Mm. Well, perhaps I take the leftists more personally because I used to identify as one of them and have spent most of my adult life in a very left-leaning community. Um, I feel like I was hijacked by their propaganda and feel probably childishly betrayed. In high school, um, when I was in the ninth grade, the teacher gave this writing assignment, and it was to design your own government. You know, And by that time, I was boycotting schoolwork. I was just pretty much hanging out there until they kicked me out or I dropped out to see my friends. But that interested me a little bit, so I participated in this assignment and designed my own government. Well, he was trying to teach us right wing, left wing. So the middle of the classroom, you know, on the board was the center. Right wing was towards the wall, you know, where the light switch is. Left wing was towards the window. And he lined up all of our papers where (laughs) they belong on the spectrum. Well, when he got to mine, I'll never forget, he took my paper and actually threw it out the window on the left wing side. (laughs) You know, he said that was complete anarchist uh, (laughs) philosophy. So that's where I'm coming from. Um, I've been against the right wing for so long that it just feels like old news. Um, And indeed, I think most of the world is led by a liberal media to mindlessly follow suit. Of course the right sucks. It's worn out, at least in my circles. I mean, everybody, it's kind of a given. It's not, to me, it's not even worth talking about. It doesn't stretch us. You know, when you get a Republican somewhere, of course we know what he's about. He's a capitalist. He's, you know, all these other things. The leftist ideals, however, are taught as though there are salvation from the old oppressive conservative values. Mm. As I've watched leftist ideals take root and gain power over the years, I've been repulsed by where they lead. And again, this doesn't make the rightist any better. I guess I just assume that most of the people hearing me are already against the Republican right. And if they're not, expressing my views will soon separate me from their herd without much effort. I'd rather use my precious breath challenging views that some of our listeners may hold to stimulate questions, thoughts, and debate, rather than ganging uselessly up on an established enemy which stretches none of us. It's those goddamn sneaky liberals, wolves in sheep's clothing, that concern me more than the blatantly capitalist right. I find that leftist stances are carefully crafted to lure us into believing that we agree with them. If the right sounds like the old Wunzler from the Lorax, (laughs) the left sounds like Big Brother from Orwell's 1984. Um... Kaczynski helped me develop a lot of what I was already starting to see here, along with Quinn, Jensen, Chomsky, Zinn, Zerzin, and so many thinkers, actually. I mean, what's wrong with equality, rights, welfare, green energy, environmental regulation? The packaging, the PR, is fantastic. Celebrate diversity. What's wrong with those things? After some soul-searching and deep-digging, everything... As I study history, I find the left behind the most heinous acts, though I've heard that word is misused, and I may be misusing it as well. 
um, let's call them the folks who call themselves the left, co-opting the left as they do all movements against the industrial society they are so invested in maintaining at any cost. Slave plantations, Indian removal and then forced assimilation, the Red Scare, the founding of the CIA, atom bombs, two presidents with memberships in the KKK, this is the Democratic Party. Mm. The equal rights, and I say that with quotes, of the Democrats have always been a colonist tactic to destroy other ways of life, all the while posing its genocide as a benevolent opportunity for its victims. It was bleeding-heart liberals who forced land allotment on, in, on Indians and demanded their children attend schools where they learned to be ashamed of their own people, all for their own good. It was those paternal Democratic plantation owners who ruled their black children with the firm hand of discipline and God-fearing for their own good. Hmm. And the welfare system keeps a growing number of the poor ashamed, dependent, powerless, but protects the rich while subduing the chronic poor. For whose good? Why, their own, of course. <laughs> I oppose the one world, one tribe, one race ideas of the left. The melting pot has been a cauldron of exploited labor and violence since its inception, not for racist reasons of inferiority or mixed marriages, but because I'm a tribalist. Tribalism works and may be the only thing that ever has. People are strongest when we live among our own kind with shared values, heritage, customs, and I mean generally. There are always exceptions, adoptions from other tribes, trade, etc. I mean, just look. We do it naturally, and what's wrong with that? You go in a restaurant, you know, you see a table, and for the most part, the black people are sitting together, the white people are sitting together, uh, the rich people are sitting together, the poor people are sitting together, the intellectuals are sitting together, the sports fans are sitting together. I mean, we're wired for that. It's a natural thing, and it was this, uh, a trait that kept our, our people, all of our peoples, alive for the bulk of human history. And with strong, intact tribe, I believe interactions between different peoples is healthier because both peoples have a sense of who they are. Look how integration equates to adopting the mannerisms of the dominant culture in our society. Ah, but it's mighty difficult for an empire to control all those proud tribes, especially an industrial empire that models itself after a machine. Instead, we have globalization bringing us a pandemic. We have many kinds of people losing their cultural identities, thrust into the same machine-like mold which doesn't fit any of them, constantly disagreeing about every little thing because none of their customs are honored. Everything is compromised to the state. We have the equal right to be colonized together, even the whites who were once colonized themselves. But it's important that we forget that. Hmm. Even as we're forced together, we're skillfully kept divided with terms like African-American and Native American. But how come not Irish-American or German-American? And let's not forget that Black Lives Matter, while we knock down arbitrary statues of Confederates who nobody likes to mention, probably all voted Democrat. Oopsie. Um, <laughs> so these terms, you know, they just keep us apart from each other, even as they're kind of like saying they do the opposite. Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. All Lives Matter brings us together, but that's not a term. They actually not only don't use the term, they resist that term. That's actually considered a racist stance now. <laughs> yeah. My first reaction before I heard of any damn movement when I saw that was like, well, can we move into the next paradigm, the one we actually want to live in where all lives matter? But I got accused of being racist with that thought. You know, and there's like all these liberal terms that sound so good, like speaking truth to power. Mm. You know, like 
if Greta Thunberg would just come in and say the right things, all these rich bastards would just feel bad, like, whoa, I never thought about it that way, little girl. Let's change all these policies. Like, that's the problem. People just haven't spoke truth to power. The powerful don't (laughs) give a shit. Um, And to me, this is just one of those liberal tactics that keeps us playing the game. White privilege is another one. I find that one of the most racist terms I've ever heard. You know, the way we live, spoken as a privilege. Because what do you do with the privilege? Well, if you're kind-hearted, you try to get more and more people to be able to benefit from this privilege. What we have is a sickness. We should be quarantining ourselves, anybody who participates in this way of life. You treat everything a lot different when you think of it as a sickness rather than a privilege. I find the term white privilege just racist as hell. Mm. And I think about, you know, like an intact tribe, like maybe the, the Indians that lived on these shores. When the colonists first showed up, if you tried to explain white privilege to them, they'd say, what the hell are you talking about? We don't want any part of it. Um, leftist tactics keep us divided. They keep us looking the other way, and they keep us weak. We're taught to mimic the orderly rows of a monoculture of corn instead of the strong, healthy, diverse tribes of plants thriving free and unaided in a wild meadow. It's unhealthy and doesn't work to treat people like interchangeable machine parts, which just happen to be different colors. We are different, as different as the forests are from the tundra, is from the plains, and that's beautiful, but not on the sacrificial altar of civilization, which compels sameness, conformity, and obedience to values imposed on us by the end of a gun. Consider theft and gambling among Indians. Among their own intact tribes, these qualities empowered them. Theft among your own people made no sense. Most of what we'd call property was communal and generosity greatly encouraged. But a raid to steal horses from another tribe boosted morale, kept them brave and sharp, and demonstrated to their neighbors their military might with a lot less bloodshed than the way we typically do it. Gambling was fun, community building, and again, encouraged generosity and non-attachment to things. Only in our selfish, property-crazed, consumer-capitalist culture do these qualities become vices. But are these acts absent among us? Hell no. They're only perverted and legally defended to benefit the privileged few. We may illegally steal, and this includes that double-speak word, profit, from each other because, despite the rhetoric, we do not feel like we're among our people, people of our own tribe. We don't even know what that means in this tossed salad of cutthroat capitalism. Mm. These types of views are villainized as politically incorrect and are often condemned as racist, while the liberals' politically correct views continue to fail us in all ways besides the accomplishment of the murder-suicide they keep us engaged in. Likewise, homosexuality. This is a choice that is fine among those who accept it, but I do not believe should be forced on people who don't, particularly debates about gender reassignment, how we identify, and bathrooms. Personally, I think getting your genitals surgically mutilated to mimic something you are not is a profoundly bad idea. Personally, I don't think identifying magically transforms you into something else any more than that I can demand entrance into a private Indian ceremony because I identify as an Iroquois, or that I can shit naked in a park because I identify as a dog. (laughs) Though actually, I do think we should be able to shit naked in parks as human beings. (laughs) To me, this sounds insane and is an evil path that greedily grasps after what we are not, instead of celebrating and exploring what we are. 
None of this makes me a hate monger. I don't support violence against people who make these choices. I don't even try to stop them through protest. I'm not homophobic. What a loaded word. I don't fear some man penetrating another man's anus with his penis in the house beside me. That's a phobia. And I also say that love between two people of the same sex has never been taboo. Let's unload that baggage right now. War buddies, best friends, Laurel and Hardy, all love each other. We're talking about sex, not love. This does not mean I foster hate. It means I keep my brain turned on, I form my own thoughts and opinions, and I have the courage not to cave in the face of overwhelming peer pressure when I disagree. And when people feel like they can no longer safely disagree, we are describing fascism, which truly is dangerous. I actually, um, you know, people that follow Derek Jensen, you've heard all the attacks he's gotten for questioning queer theory. Um, Transgender people have called him a hate monger. He's like lost his publisher. He's been attacked in all kinds of personal ways. And if you think that's an isolated incident, I shared one of his posts questioning uh, transgender people. And a person that read it that was not even transgender themselves, just was one of these great white liberals, these saviors that feel like they speak for everyone else, um, actually contacted my employer at the time and told them that I should not be working with kids, that I was dangerous. They tried to get me fired. Oh, yeah. The ugliest, most narrow-minded, fascist shit that I've ever encountered come from this group, this little uh, terrorist cell within the liberal party. <laughs> so so what to do then? Instead of this goddamn nonsense of, all, of us all fighting for a place at the destroyer's table... Why don't we ally to fight the destroyers? Without them, I think we'd all eventually find the freedom to be whoever we are without demanding the acceptance of others as we form new tribes. Why don't we find it stranger that we even feel the need to demand acceptance from what we are told are our people? Doesn't this suggest a deeper problem with the entire way we're living? So I see the great emphasis on the sexual preferences of others as one of the lowest of leftist distractions. Our planet is being murdered. I don't give a fuck who you're fucking. (laughs) The spoils of this ugly war aren't to be distributed more fairly. The war must be stopped. Nobody should be feeding or benefiting from it. Welfare fixes nothing. Like green energy, it just enables the system, the problem causing poverty and pollution in the first place. The fact is we all know we don't need greedy capitalism or even electricity. We've just been taught to want it apparently at any cost. Insensitivity, am I insensitive? I'm watching my neighbors murder the world for better internet service. I may be losing some tact. When you find yourself in a burning house, you don't politely say, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to humbly suggest exiting the house. I think we should put it to a vote, then discuss. (laughs) No, you yell, fire, move! War does ugly things to people. I think we all have PTSD, and I'm sick of being polite to cannibals. So does that answer your question? My goodness, it does.